Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker's here with me, and we are back for another Friday morning episode. Chris, start us off in the usual fashion, like we always do, by giving us the weather headed into this weekend. In Los Angeles, California, it is clear 70 with a clear weekend. Boy, I wish it was that warm here. In Houston, Texas, <laughs> it is clear 40 degrees with a clear weekend. In Chicago, Illinois, it is clear 24 with a mostly cloudy weekend. And in New York City, freezing rain 57 with a clear weekend after that lovely freezing rain today. <laughs> well, you know, Chris, it's not... 70 here not by any stretch of the imagination but it is kind of warm for you know the middle of february um you know up here it's gonna get up to 40 degrees uh you know over the weekend and new york city is gonna get up into the 50s so you know it's not 70 but it's not it, it's not you know below zero <laughs> well you know for anyone that doesn't know i have a lovely dog named annie Mm -hmm. And she is joining us today, and she wanted me to tell everyone that she has started a GoFundMe for her to move to Florida because she is not a winter baby. She is a summer baby and wants to permanently relocate out of the snow. And I told her several times that ain't going to happen because I don't want to go to Florida. But she's over the moon today because Thursday it rained and rained and rained and melted all the snow so now there's luscious uh, not very luscious green grass but there's greenness out there and she had a ball out there earlier on her own not having to deal with the snow so all the power to her but i hate to tell her as we speak right now it's <laughs> snowing about two inches an hour so i was about to say that that melted snow isn't staying away for long it's about to come back with a with a vengeance yeah so, but you know what? At least it's not the four or five inches that we had out there on top of another floor. I think that would really just disappoint the poor girl. I mean, yeah, that would definitely be a rough time. Although, you know, with the way that the forecast is looking right now, we could be looking at a foot tomorrow. So it, it could go either way. Annie does point out that next week it's going to be in the high 30s, low 40s. So it could melt. But I, I told her, don't get your helps up. Don't get your Annie. helps up. That's what happened this week. Yeah, and see what happened. Um, yeah. So Annie is joining us this week. Hopefully she will settle down, but that is a very unlikely scenario. Yeah, I, we're, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. But, uh, but you know, Chris, uh, lately I've been finding stories to kind of talk about at the beginning of these episodes and, you know, just kind of random ones that I find when browsing for other things. And they just catch my eye. And I've got another one for you today. Uh, and it's another one where I'm angry this wasn't me. Because a woman in England bought a chair for $5. Ew. $5 chair. Well, she was contacted by an appraiser who found out that the chair is a modern, they call that a modern interpretation of uh, an 18th century piece. The chair sold at auction for over 16,000 pounds. I'm sorry, Nick, for all that dead space right there. I was actually looking at some of my chairs to see if I had any old chairs I could be selling. <laughs> but um, as it turns out, just like my luck, everything is not worth a single dime. Like, 
uh, I don't understand these flashes of luck that these people get. I couldn't imagine buying a chair for, I said $5 before, I meant five pounds since it was in England. Um, buying a chair for five pounds and selling it for 16000 How? How? Well, you know, I don't have very much good luck in my life. <laughs> So I can't relate, and I refuse to think that I could buy a chair for $5 and sell it for 16000 More like with my luck, I would buy a chair for $5, and then I would get a knock from the FBI saying they need that chair in connection with a string of murders. And I'm a witness. <laughs> uh, you know, I hate to say it, but that is more your luck for sure. Uh, you know, it, things like, it's things like this. You know, I've seen stories, and I've even talked about stories uh, here on the show about, you know, uh, old artifacts being dug up in the middle of fields or, you know, crazy sales like this. It makes me want to do things like this, and I know mine never will, but it makes me want to so badly. Maybe someday, Nick, when you're rich, you'll buy a storage unit facility, Mm. and it'll be vacant, and you'll find, like, something worth $12. $12. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, hey, that's that twelve dollars more than what you had, buddy. Exactly. You know what? I'll take that. I'll take that one. So that's awesome. Sold the chair for sixteen thousand dollars, and we all want to be here now. But we have lots of news to get into. So starting off with, we now have a second fully authorized COVID nineteen vaccine to fight the COVID nineteen pandemic. Moderna received its full approval from the FDA this week for the two-dose primary series for those over the age of 18. The vaccine will be marked under the name SpikeVax, and the FDA clearly stated SpikeVax has the same formulation as the EUA Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. SpikeVax can be used interchangeably with the EUA under COVID-19 vaccine to provide the COVID-19 vaccination series. And for those of you who don't know, EUA is emergency use authorization. It is important to note that the use of the Moderna vaccine as a third dose booster dose in the third primary dose for certain immune compromised people is still only approved for emergency use authorization. Children under the age of five may soon be able to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Pfizer submitted its request to the FDA Tuesday for emergency use authorization for a vaccine meant for children ages six months to five years. At least for now, the company is asking for an emergency use authorization for a two-dose primary series with a significantly smaller dosage compared to adults. Pfizer says a third dose booster given eight weeks after the initial series is going through testing right now, and it is not included in this current request, but this is not a done deal. As for all vaccines before now, with this request being made, the data will be submitted and the FDA Independent Advisory Panel will meet to discuss it. If they give an approval, it then goes to the CDC for approval or denial. Pfizer's request Tuesday is the first step of what is called the rolling submission to the FDA, meaning the company will complete full request in the coming days. Currently, the Pfizer's COVID-19 two-dose vaccine is fully FDA and CDC approved for those over the age of 16. 
those ages 5 to 15 are eligible to get the Pfizer vaccine under emergency use authorization, and the FDA's independent panel will meet to look at the data and discuss the emergency use authorization February 15th. As always, you can watch and participate live if you want to. If you are a parent who received a monthly child tax credit payment, you already know that the IRS sent you a very important letter, but there is a really small group of people who received a letter that was incorrect. As we have been telling you for months, if you received a monthly child tax credit in 2021, the IRS sent you letter 6419. That letter is critical for you to accurately file your 2021 tax return. That number in that letter represents the dollar amount the federal government says it gave you in monthly child tax credit payments. If the number you put on your tax return does not match the number included in that letter, your tax refund may be held up because the IRS would consider it inaccurate. The IRS says that there is a very small group of people whose letter included the wrong number. The dollar amount indicated on your letter may be incorrect. If you changed your address or changed your bank account information in the month of December and your check was returned as undeliverable or direct deposit was unable to process, the IRS says that they are working on the issue and hope to solve the error soon. To figure out the math, for your taxes, all you need to do is start with the total credit you are allowed to claim based on your income and your child's age. Then you subtract that by the amount of money the IRS has paid in monthly child tax credit payments in 2021. And that answer to that math equation is the amount of money or credit you can claim on your 2021 tax return. The total amount is the critical amount that will be included in the letter that is coming from the IRS. If the total amount doesn't match the number the IRS has on file for you, that's where you get into problems, and that is how the IRS says your return, return may be incorrect. The IRS says if there is a discrepancy in the numbers, you should rely on the number that is listed on your IRS online account. The number was updated according to the IRS on January 31st, and the IRS says do not rely on the tax transcripts for the total. They say that information may be outdated, and for more information on what these letters exactly mean and what's in them, check the link in the show notes to an article that explains everything you need to know. For people that had babies in 2021, first off, congratulations, but the IRS says you may be eligible for some tax credits. That new baby will be eligible for the full child tax credit payment and EIP-3, which is the third federal stimulus payment that went out in March for $1,400. That means you could be getting up to five grand in tax credits. If you are a new parent with a 2021 baby through adoption or foster or biological, the first thing you need to do is to claim that new baby as a dependent on your 2021 tax return. Second, you may be eligible to file for a recovery rebate credit to get that $1,400 federal stimulus payment for the baby. And as far as financially qualifying for this, 
If you are a single filer and have an adjusted gross income of $75,000 or less, file married and have an AGI of $150,000 or less, or are head of household and make less than $112,500, you also need to be a USA citizen or your new baby must have a social security number. Third, you may be able to claim the full $3,600 tax credit for that new 2021 baby. To qualify for that, you must meet the same qualifications as the last one. If you make more than that, you may still be able to claim it, but you'll get a lesser amount on your child tax credit return. You must have a main home in one of the 50 states or D.C., for more than half of 2021. And if you do not generally file your taxes for low income purposes, you can still file a simple return and claim the child tax credit and EIP-3. The Supreme Court is going to weigh in on another controversial topic, that being affirmative action in the college admission process. The Supreme Court has decided to take up two separate cases on the precedent of the case. There will be no changes for the admission process right now, but the High Court likely won't hear these cases until the next term that starts in October of 2022. If that happens, we will not get a ruling until 2023. One of the cases is being brought up against the policies at Harvard University, and the other is being brought against the University of North Carolina. The plaintiffs in both cases argue using the race of an applicant should not be considered as a criteria for entering either university. The challenge in the Harvard case and the affirmative action case there is that it has hurt the chances for Asian Americans to be admitted to the college. The lower courts have held up Harvard and the UNC, giving them the right to use race as a considering factor. They are siding with the colleges because that is the Supreme Court's precedent from the 1970s all the way up through the 2000s. The high court has said multiple times race can be considered for college admissions to enhance college diversity. Some say over the last 40 years, it has boosted the opportunity for minorities that may have not made the admission cut in the past. Those against it say it discriminates against those in the other groups, one university is a public and the other is a private, but both accept federal funding as they would need to follow any rule changes. It is important to note California and Florida has banned race being a considering factor in public universities. As of Wednesday morning, the U.S. troop deployment is a go to Eastern Europe, while tensions between Russia and Europe continue to grow. The Pentagon is sending 3,000 U.S. troops at the request of our NATO allies. They are being deployed to Romania, Germany, and Poland. The Department of Defense says none of these troops would be on the ground in Ukraine and that this is a temporary move. The mission is in support of the NATO allies, meant to reassure those who are concerned about Russia encroaching not only in Ukraine, but also into their own countries as well. We aren't alone in this effort. As of now, France, Spain, Netherlands, Denmark, just to name a few, have sent military members to the region along with military supplies. Poland and Romania, both NATO allies, share a border with Ukraine. The Pentagon says generally that is where the U.S. troops are going to be. 
about 1,000 that are stationed in Germany will move to Romania, and 2,000 additional 82nd Airborne from North Carolina will deploy to Poland. Of that group, a few hundred will go over to Germany and set up a central command, should one be necessary. These 3,000 troops are not included in the additional 8,500 troops that the Defense Department put on ready to be part of the NATO response force. That group has not yet deployed, but they are said ready to go. The Biden administration said the move is necessary because of Russia's continued posture along the border of Ukraine. They do not believe Putin has made a decision and continue to say that diplomacy is an option and options are still on the table. Now moving into rapid news, Meta stocks have plummeted after weak earnings in the fourth quarter of 2021, and those shares plummeted by more than 20%. A shooting on a Greyhound bus leaves one dead and four wounded before the suspect was arrested nearby a Walmart. Nick, what do you have for Friday morning good news? All right, so this morning I have a story that honestly was pretty touching for me right off the bat. There is a professor in Greece who is working on making it possible for um, people who are completely paralyzed to still play music. And the way he's doing this is through the help of technology. So essentially what he came up with was, it's called iHarp, and it essentially allows the person who is paralyzed to uh, play notes and uh, play songs and everything using an eye tracker. Uh, so the computer will follow the person's eyes as they move them across the screen and will play notes, you know, wherever the eyes are looking. And it's really cool because there are like songs included into the program. So they actually made it like uh, the, the popular, you know, guitar game, Guitar Hero. Um, where there's accuracy scores and all these different, you know, different things. You can play through different songs and do different performances. It's really, really cool. Um, but it's a step, you know, towards helping people who are completely paralyzed enjoy some of the things that they might have wanted to do or were doing before they became paralyzed. And they say the internet is bad. <laughs> Technology, more specifically. This is cool. You know, it's really cool that there there's a new program for people that are paralyzed to be able to play instruments. Um, it's just a really cool concept, and I hope it catches on. I really enjoyed this. Uh, for those that don't know, I am a huge, huge fan of just music in general, um, both playing it, listening to it, whatever else. Uh, and... You know, when I sit here and imagine not being able to play it, you know, not being able to play guitar or whatever else, that'd be really tough. So to give these people who are going through all these challenges, uh, it gives from hope being paralyzed. Yeah, it gives a lot of hope to what can be accomplished even beyond music. This is a step to, like I said, give these people the chance to enjoy some of these like leisure activities and some of these hobbies and stuff, despite their, you know, despite their paralysis. Well, Nick, I just love your good news stories. I wish I could hear, you know, like a dozen more of them, 
oh wait a minute tomorrow you'll be back first, with good news saturday, saturday of the month absolutely yep. good news saturday tomorrow february edition unfortunately i won't be able to join you because well snowstorm snow yeah <laughs> yeah so but i will most definitely be listening saturday morning more like probably with the track of the snow will be saturday afternoon after you know but either way i will be drinking my pepsi and listening to it to start my saturday morning like everyone else but until tomorrow morning have a great rest of your work week everybody make sure you follow us on bbp news twitter account for the latest 24-hour breaking news so you're always in the know and check out the links down below we have state of the states for alaska south carolina tennessee and illinois all those governors up for re-election this year and we are covering the 2022 elections in detail so check out their state of the states and what their plans are for this year like I said, until tomorrow morning, have a great rest of your work week, everybody. Bye, guys.